Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Hello, good morning, uh, happy Wednesday, and welcome to Ask Wildman. My name is Miles Bassett, I'm the CEO and founder over at Wildman Web Solutions. Uh, we're putting on this show every week to answer your questions. So this is a open Q&A for anyone um, live streaming to our Facebook page. So um, throw your questions, your comments in the comments below. Uh, we're also streaming this uh, to YouTube. Uh, ever since last week, just started live streaming over to YouTube. So you can watch us over there as well. Um, anyway, we're here every week to answer any and all questions about technology, marketing, business, or anything else you want to ask us about. Uh, we will do our best. Uh, and with no further ado, introduce my partner over here. Mike, here he is, Mike Anna. Hello, hello, Miles. Good yeah, way too to many you, sir. buttons to click to get you on here. I've got to find a better, a faster way here. <laughs> I, I did not get lost in the matrix, you found me. It's tempting though, right there next to the button to, to push you on here is the X. So I can just like delete you out of the stream entirely. I always well, worry. I'll, I'll watch what I say then. Uh, I know he's got the itchy trigger finger this morning. Uh, so we're going to get this ball rolling. Like I said, this is a open Q&A for anyone. So um, if we're talking about something, you've got some questions, you just want to jump in the conversation, uh, put your comments below. Um, we are live on Facebook and on YouTube. So pick your poison. Uh, you can also email us your questions at askwildmanandwildmanweb.com. I have that address scrolling below us in this little crawler here. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll check that and get your questions next week if we don't get to them here. All right. What kind of questions do we have? All right. Let's start with some uh, some basic social media questions, and then I've got some some bigger topics I want to get into. Uh, first question in the hopper over here. Uh, I think I'll toss this one to you, Mike. Uh, what is the proper amount of social media posting? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. We get this one a lot. Um, it's it's uh, it's one that keeps coming back up, but it's worth it's worth discussing. Uh, you know, a couple different factors go into into how much you're posting, and uh, of course, this this could depend a little bit uh, upon your category, uh, but. You know, the answer to that question is is probably probably the proper amount of posting is as much as you can possibly do without spamming people. You know, we all we talk a lot about uh, providing value uh, when we put out content you know, on this show and with our clients and our agency. And uh, and so not coming across as, as spammy is, is really, really important and not coming across as salesy is also really, really important. And so how do we do that? Well, you know, keep reverse engineering. Uh, the content uh, or the messaging of your post and figuring out what is the what is going to bring value to the audience what does the audience want to hear about uh, rather than what you know you always want to talk about uh, what you want them to think that they they should know about or, or be thinking about and so uh, there's a delicate balance there 
uh, that goes into uh, into that formula. And it's basically just a, a matter of how much content can you create uh, in order to not, you know, put as much out there without being spammy and providing value. So you really want to optimize for as much as you possibly can. You know, there's there's not a limit of too much content. It's not the quantity that matters as much as the quality. You know, uh, you can you can post 7,500 times a day. You know, <laughs> literally, if all of it is is value based uh, for the for the end consumer. Now, of course, that's nearly impossible to do. So no one's ever going to be able to do that. But what I'm getting at with that outlandish example is that nobody, really nobody, including including ourselves, including our clients, including uh, Fortune 500 companies, really almost almost nobody is posting as much as they could or should be doing. Uh, but it all also goes back to a little bit of what we talked about last week about in order to do that, you, you literally have to become a media company yourself. And so if I sell shoes, well, I don't really sell shoes. I'm a media company that sells shoes. And when I get into that type of a, of a mindset, then I'm able to create that much content. And another thing is, uh, you know, we have to take into account, uh, there's all these different platforms out there. So I'm really just talking about one platform, you know, right now. Uh, and that's what you should probably start out with is just one platform. Uh, and you can post as much as you can to that. Uh, and then work your way up to to other platforms. And so, why do I say that? Uh, because your your content needs to be contextualized. So each platform is a little bit different. Each platform is a little bit different in terms of their audience, in terms of the way that the people engage with their audience. You know, it could be the same people, but I act a little bit differently on LinkedIn than I do on Instagram, right? And so, my psychology as a user of the of the platform is a little bit different as well. And so we have to take that uh, also into account and uh, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. So, uh, you know, you don't, want, you don't want to take the same piece of content and put it over seven platforms. And you also don't want to spend, you know, all this time doing individual contextual content uh, on seven different platforms and then only posting once a week, right? Both of those are, are incorrect, you know? And, and so if, if you do have the time, you do have the resources, uh, try to make contextualized content for each individual platform and then make as much as you possibly can because I guarantee you uh, No matter who asks this question. They're probably not creating enough content uh, In order to to really drive as many people through the funnel as they possibly can So more the answer is more. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah Without being too noisy. I think there is a lot of there's a lot of noise out there and so you got to cut through it somehow and just just posting for the sake of posting can get a little bit dangerous. I mean, it's you kind of covered it there when you were saying, you know, don't be salesy or anything like that. But there's also just, you know, don't be useless noise out there. There has to be some sort of substance to something, even if you're not being salesy. If it's just sort of hollow posting for the sake of posting, then that's that's no fun for anyone and probably not going to help well, you out too much. Yeah, that, that's a good point too, Miles. I mean, I guess I should add in, into the belt pile, uh, you know, fluff, you know, just, yeah, 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 you know, just like, hey, did you know that today was National Hot Dog Day, you know, and you're a printing company, you know, it's like, <laughs> nobody cares, right? That was obviously just like, well, the boss said we had to post five times today, so, 
that was the fourth one we found, you know, <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, so that, 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 that can also be a, a detriment uh, as well. So I'm glad, I'm glad you threw that in there. Um, that one I, I don't think about it usually, but that, that's one that, that I do, I do actually see um, quite a bit actually now that I think about it. So, yeah. So, you know, always put anything that you're putting out there through that filter of, what is my end consumer really getting out of this? You know, is it providing information to them? Is it providing some sort of entertainment to them? Uh, or is it educating them in some way? Uh, you know, or is it, uh, you know, it, it, or do I need to engage with them? You know, it, here's the other thing is maybe you, maybe it needs to be, maybe you need to have more, uh, you know, more polls and more, you know, kind of open-ended uh, posts where you're getting feedback from your audience and so that maybe because maybe you don't know what they want you know i have people tell me that uh semi-regularly as well let's say okay but i don't really know what's valuable to my audience okay fair enough let's start there and let's back up uh and let's let's dig into that uh because you have to know uh deeply and intimately who your audience is and what they want them you know what especially who they are and what they want you know will come uh, you have to have some idea of that uh, before you start posting a lot of content for sure. So, so yeah, it could also be, you just need more, uh, more understanding of your audience. And, and usually that's yeah, done through engaging with them directly. So maybe you need to do more live stuff. You know, we talked about, uh, live, live, uh, streams a few months ago on the, on the program, but that's so, uh, so integral because then you can have that one-on-one -on -one interaction. You can have that real-time feedback with your audience. And then hopefully that'll lead to a lot more uh, ideas of things that you can be posting in the future that aren't spammy, aren't salesy and aren't fluff. Yeah. So we've got a little bit of speaking of engagement here, a little comment from Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, Mr. Fry. <laughs> what about the taco zone approach? I like some tacos on tacos. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with their approach. Do you want to, are you Miles or do you, Jeff, could you add us a little bit of context there? I, I'm not entirely sure what he's getting at here. So yeah, Jeff, you want to expand on that? We'll, we'll gladly address it. But anyone else watching this wants to follow in Jeff's lead, go ahead and throw your comments below and just, you know, jump in the conversation. Uh, we'd be, be happy to answer your questions or uh, feature comment here on the show. All right, so while we're waiting on Jeff here to go into the taco zone approach, I want to go back, we'll, we'll talk on this for just a second more before moving on, but um, I don't know, one of my big problems personally with, with posting on social media is like I don't do it a whole lot um, in, in my personal life. I'm not one that, you know, just puts up everything and that I'm doing. And uh, so it can be a little bit, uh, to me, it can feel a little bit forced or, you know, I don't exactly enjoy it. Um, but I definitely get caught in that perfectionist trap. Uh, you know, I don't put up a whole lot because I'm worried about what it's going to be or, you know, I spend too much time on everything. So we make sure that, you know, I say don't put up fluff pieces or anything. Make sure that everything that you have is uh, substantial in some way or has some sort of real valuable content in there. But also, you know, not everything has to be a fully produced uh, novel piece, 
you know, made for TV film kind of quality thing. Uh, you, you can, especially through going through some of those methods like you just talked about with live videos or polls or posting in different ways, you can leverage the technology in front of you to be interesting, to be engaging without having to put a bunch of time and energy into it. And, you know, don't, don't be a perfectionist about it. Just put something out there and make sure that it's, that it's real. Yeah. Uh, apparently yeah. we yeah. need to be looking at Dr. Zoe's Instagram I, I, here. I'm, I'm looking at their Instagram right now, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw that, but, uh, but yeah, Miles, I, you know, I, not to pick on you, but you are a bit of a perfectionist and that is something oh, that, that does, it does come up though a lot. And, and mm -hmm. we have clients that are the same way. Uh, and, and they, they were really apprehensive about putting something out there. That's not a hundred percent correct. And, and so let, let's talk about that for a minute. Cause I think a lot of people, uh, you know, deal with that. And, and then the, and then the other thing is, yeah, you know, I'm really private in my, in my personal life. Um, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not an overshare. So I, it, let's start, start with that one. Actually, if, if you're not a share and you really don't know, Hey, I don't know if I have something to say necessarily, or I don't know what to say, then you can always document the process. Right? And anybody can do that. I mean, you just sit, literally set up a camera and hit record, you know, and then we'll, we'll use the taco zone, for example. And then, you know, you, I'm documenting me as the taco zone guy doing all the prep work in the morning and, you know, getting my social media going, uh, opening up and, you know, having a powwow with the uh, employees da, 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 and then talking to customers, you know, and documenting my day, documenting how I, I, I uh, facilitate my customers through my business. And that's a story in itself that, that can provide value and be entertaining and at least show a little bit more depth about what you're all about. Um, but then, and, and so, so that's what, that's what I would say to that is if you're not, you know, really sure how to create something, try documenting first uh, and then and then working from there. And then as, as far as the perfectionist thing goes, you know, um, who's to decide what's right and what's wrong and what's perfect and what's not, right? Uh, and the market is the market is the market, you know? And so I think a lot of times this goes back to uh, Roy Williams, not the basketball coach, but the, <laughs> the ad wizard uh, and the 12 causes of advertising failure uh, number eight, I believe, being small businessman's disease or small businesswoman's disease, uh, where, you know, we when we're running a business, we're only able to see it from the inside of the bottle. And so we can't read the label on the outside of the bottle. And so for us, it's actually a really bad position to say, hey, this is wrong. This is right. When we aren't the ones that's able actually on the outside reading it, we're on the inside of the bottle. Right. And so so put it out there. So I'm trying to say, put it out there and let the market decide. And that's another reason why volume of content is so important, because if I put out 30 pieces of content in a week, well, they're not all going to be uh, home runs, right? They're not all going to be Academy Award winners. But if only one or two or three of them are really bad, it's going to get washed away and forgot about, right? Because there's 27 other pieces of content that people found value from. And then we learn through all the, uh, you know, the great metrics that we can get, all the great data that we can get about the stuff that we put out there that, hey, these three posts were duds. So let's not post about that anymore, you know. And so through trial and error and testing, we're able to learn and get better and better, you know, at this craft. But if we're only putting out three pieces of content a week and two of them are duds, well, A, yeah, that makes our brand look really crappy. <laughs> and we really didn't find out what worked, you know, and what's going to work long term. So 
So that's why, okay, forget about, you know, being the judge and the jury in-house. Put a bunch of content out there and let the market decide, let the audience decide what is great and what is not, uh, and then test and refine from there as you go. I feel like we always come back to measuring and testing. And we say this like every week on everything that we're doing, whether we're talking 100%. about social media or optimizing your website or doing some sort of paid marketing or something. It's just whatever you do. We live in the world of, of information now. So there's just, there's no excuse to not be gathering as much information, as much data on whatever it is you're doing um, as you possibly can, because that's that's how you know what's actually working here. Um, I guess we got another question in here. Uh, if anyone else has any questions or anything, go ahead and follow his lead. But Jeff, we got another question. Uh, you talk about using Google to, I suppose it's our benefit. Well, I mean, we've talked about SEO on this show a lot. I know that I've, I've gone down that rabbit hole a couple of times. So um, if you guys want me to talk about SEO, I'm always happy to do that. But I try to take this a, a different direction outside of just optimizing your website. Um, so obviously, you're, you're, that's, that's the practice of making Google like your website more and getting you more traffic on there. Um, but using Google outside of just the search engine. Um, they have a lot of great tools out there and a lot of things that you as a business or as an organization can engage with in a hundred different ways. That can be uh, making sure that you're listing yourself properly on the maps directory so that people can find you um, on Google Maps. Um, it can be making sure that you've, you've claimed your listing, your Google My Business listing. Uh, the GMB listing is one of the most powerful business tools on the net right now, uh, mostly because it's owned by the big search engine. So it's going to be uh, the first thing that a lot of people see. Um, but it also kind of acts as this, uh, I don't know, like a mini website. It's the first thing that people see, and it has a lot of information on there, or it can have uh, basic information like your address, phone number, links to your website, links to call you. Um, but it can have a lot more than that. You can actually post to it as if it's a social media platform. Um, so that's adding pictures and videos and testimonials outside of just the reviews there. I know we've, we've talked about the importance of reviews a lot, but claiming that Google My Bis Business listing and then engaging with it regularly as if it is another social media platform, um, that can be immensely impactful for you and your business. So maybe we can tie this into the previous conversation about posting to social media. Um, you know, there, like you said, there is platform specific stuff. You want to be a little bit different than you are, uh, a little bit different on LinkedIn than you are on Instagram or something. Those are two very different universes. Um, go ahead and throw Google My Business into that mix as well. If you're already hopping around from platform to platform or you have a tool like the one that we put out there to manage multiple social media platforms at once, make sure that you aren't forgetting about Google My Business. It's not strictly a social media platform, and I don't think anyone really uses it like that ever since the demise of Google+, Plus, but um, you can post to it in a similar way, and, and Google loves to see that. Um, it'll help your, your search engine score. It'll help people find you. It'll help people find relevant information about you. Um, so the, the more frequently and the higher quality posts that you put on your Google My Business listing, the better. And you're going to really start seeing some effects from that pretty quick. Um, so that's another good way outside of SEO to use Google to your benefit. 
Um, and then there's always just like the, the paid tools out there. Uh, you can buy G Suite. I, I always recommend that to people if they are, are just starting, they want to get domain emails set up or something like that. G Suite is an awesome tool. We use it internally here at Wildman. Um, it's super cheap, super easy. It gets you that Gmail interface that you're used to with your do uh, with a domain email um, and gives you a bunch of other tools to engage with the Google suite of products. Um, and then the added benefit there is that you know, Google is the giant. Google has YouTube. Google has the search engine. Google has Maps. And so the more you use their tools, the more they're going to like you and they're going to prioritize you. Um, so there's kind of a double, triple win in there somewhere, two birds, one stone kind of idea, where you get some really good managing tool, management tools uh, out of the deal. And then also that, that search engine, that tech giant that is Google is going to look on you a little bit more favorably. Uh, if you want me to dive into any of that in a little more detail, go ahead and let me know. Throw it in the comments here. Um, Mike, did you have any any Google uh, uh, points? Maybe yeah. Maybe Google ads a bit? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was texting with a client. I wasn't sure if you touched on Google ads at the beginning. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I'll I leave think, that one to you. <laughs> okay. I think the Google ads, Jeff, is a great resource uh, for people that, you know, especially if you're trying to convert uh, in that middle bottom of the funnel. You know, area. Uh, you know, if if you or if you have something that is, uh, you know, a more of a transactional, you know, type of a, a a product. You know, something that can be bought online easily. Something that you don't need to have a, you know, a seven call sales process with, you know, or something like that. Uh, then I would strongly encourage you uh, to to invest some money in Google AdWords. Or even if you do have something uh, yeah. of a little bit more of a of a complicated sales process, but uh, you really you need inbound leads. You know, uh, we have a client that we're doing a Google AdWords campaign that gets really good results. Uh, you know, they they do it for leads. It's a high ticket, uh, you know, high margin item with a long buying funnel, and so it's not maybe one that you would typically think about uh, for Google Ads, but they get great results. And, and another thing that people think about Google Ads is, oh, we have to spend a whole lot of money. Not necessarily true. You know, it, it's all about competition. It's all about uh, what your other competitors are doing in the market and what they're spending on and the kind of keywords they're using. Uh, but, you know, we, this client that I'm thinking of, they spend uh, usually $1,000 a month on Google AdWords. And I think last month they had uh, over 25 conversions, which, again, a big ticket item. So, it can be a huge uh, ROI, ROA uh, platform if you do it correctly. Uh, of course, there are you know a lot of a lot of horror stories out there and things like that uh, with Google AdWords. It's, it's not the easiest platform in the world to just dive in and start doing yourself. So I would definitely recommend that you have a uh, a professional, uh, whether it's Google AdWords specialist or an ad agency, um, at least do it with for you or, or help you uh, along the way. Uh, to get started but yeah once you have a good google adwords campaign going uh, that can be a wonderful way uh, to get inbound leads and sales um, that you're you're just going to cut right in front of the competition uh, because when somebody's going on there you know they're in buying mode you know when someone's going on google and they're like i want to find this product because i want to buy it you want to make sure that you show up uh, in that top ranking on, on the paid side, which is which is SEM, and then as Miles was alluding to on the SEO side as well, on the organic side, uh, 
uh, it's really important that you show up and do both of those, I believe, uh, in order to make sure that you're not losing clients and customers. Well, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for the questions. Looks like uh, we hit the nail on the head with those answers. So um, if anyone else has any questions or wants us to talk about something a little bit different uh, or maybe bounce back and take a deeper dive in anything we mentioned, uh, go ahead and uh, jump in the comments below. Uh, we are live streaming to Facebook and our YouTube channel now every Wednesday at 11. Um, just here to answer your questions. So even if we get, don't get to you here, you can email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com and we'll try to get back to your, your questions later. Um, but we are offering this up as a resource. Um, you know, we think it's it's really important to have an informed community and that uh, you know the more you guys know, the, the better for everyone. Uh, we just wanna share as much as we can. So we have this show out here every week. We do have a couple of other resources that we're offering. If some of this sounds interesting to you, you want to learn more, uh, you can go to our website, wildmanweb.com. We've got a whole section articles, uh, wildmanweb.com slash articles. Um, and there's just a couple of little um, quick articles. There are no, no major technical things there or huge deep dives or anything. It's just enough to get you started. Um, there's a bunch of resources in there in every article, linked sources for everything. Um, so it can be a really good starting point to learn about digital marketing, about social media, about SEO, about web dev, about design services. Uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff in there. So go ahead and check that out. Um, and we also have uh, still available our LBOT or our local business online toolkit available at wildmanweb.com slash LBOT. Go there and sign up. Um, this is our, our toolkit of uh, subscription-based software um, meant to help small businesses run their business online um, and better utilize their uh, their online presence. So there's tools in there to help you manage your reviews, get more reviews, uh, manage your website, uh, analytics tools for paid ads. If you're running any Google ads or Facebook ads, you want to make sure you know um, you know what's working and what's not. Uh, there's tools on there to help you manage social media, like we were talking about earlier. Uh, take care of some of these listing issues that we were mentioning, uh, like your Google My Business listing. Uh, so. Go ahead and check that out there at wildmanweb.com slash L-B-O-T. So, Miles, if I may jump in here for a minute and, and address Jeff's earlier question slash point. I, I, I've spent the last few minutes while you were giving that awesome uh, tour de force of the, uh, the local online toolkit, business toolkit, uh, the Instagram page, a question. Now, we don't usually do this, but this is kind of fun. We don't usually give an on-the-spot review of a local company's Instagram page. But since Jeff brought it to our attention, uh, I will address it. I think that this is uh, this is good stuff. You know, uh, yeah, I encourage everybody to go look at it, but basically what they're doing on their page, you know, they have the, the typical, you know, glossy, lovely looking pictures of the food, which is delicious. Everybody should go try it. Uh, and then they have some, uh, some you know, posts that are humorous, uh, you know, uh, surprise the broker. Speaking of Roy Williams, you know, you always want to uh, uh, shock the mind, so to speak, you know, give them a little something that they're not expecting to see and that will uh, draw in their attention. Uh, and then they're also, you know, kind of doing uh, uh, this day in history updates, uh, you know, famous uh, rock and roll musicians and things that have happened in music history over time. So, uh, you know, kind of maybe I'm assuming that that's, you know, what they're really into, uh, you know, lifestyle wise is, you know, classic rock and things like that. So 
you know, giving a little bit of their personality uh, and their brand, uh, which, which I think uh, Instagram especially is a good place to do that. You know, Instagram, like we talked about with different psychologies of the platforms, it's definitely more fun, you know, um, definitely less salesy, you know, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, a lot more branding and, and that kind of thing, you know, goes on in Instagram. So um, I think at least what I've seen from this approach that it's, uh, it's pretty good. So yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for pointing that out, Jeff. I uh, had never done a deep dive on that. Okay. What's next, Miles? <laughs> Oh, what's next is now I'm I'm falling down the Instagram rabbit hole over here and be allowed to, to do the social media. It's dangerous. <laughs> See their meme game is strong. That's that's pretty good too. Yep. Meme culture is is a big deal. You know, uh, I think a lot of advertisers fought it. A lot of businesses fought it for a long time. Uh, but it's I, I don't think it's going away. I did see one thing on here that was uh, uh, interesting. Just a couple of times at a quick glance here is just referencing other local businesses. Um, it's something I don't oh, really yeah. see a lot of people doing, but it can be a really powerful way to kind of get that win-win scenario and drive engagement, not only for yourself, but for uh, our friends in the local business community. If you call someone out here, I think they referenced a 715, culinary area. Mm -hmm. Um, just sort of calling out their friends in the local business community and you can kind of share audiences that way if you properly tag everyone and yeah. uh, that can be a really good sort of uh, not really hack but easy way to jump in and get some quick easy engagement it's great point miles it's i think it's a vital part of any strategy uh you know i think again especially on something like instagram which is a little bit more laid back a little more casual you know it's like it's like hanging out at the bar with your friends you know and so of course you're going to say what's up you know how's it going you know give them a shout out give them some love when they do something good right uh, so so you know social media it's supposed to be social so <laughs> so engaging with others is is the key ingredient there and i think especially engaging with others in your business category i know some people may think that's a little weird like isn't that my competition uh, you know, but no, you know, uh, you know, a rising tide raises all boats, right? And so, you know, the more love that you're giving, the more love you're going to receive, and and so that's that's really really key. And uh, I actually I have noticed uh, Taco Zone doing that. I've also noticed uh, Taco doing that, and we'll give another shout out uh, to to my my good buddy Jay over there at Taco. You know, I know he he spreads the love around uh, as well to a lot of other businesses. I see him sharing you know, other businesses posts on his personal page and stuff like that that are in direct competition with him, you know? Um, so I, I love that aspect of, of social media engagement. And uh, I think that there needs to be more of that, you know, quite frankly. <laughs> Damn, now I'm hungry. <laughs> I could use a taco right now. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and then we've got another question over here. How about marketing on LinkedIn? So can we transition a little bit outside of Instagram and, and toss it over to, to LinkedIn? I guess we can just I get love a, LinkedIn. Yeah, quick overview of the benefits there. So obviously it's a very sure. different kind of platform from you know, what we're It's extremely different. About. Yeah, yeah. And so for, for a lot of people, they think about LinkedIn still as a place you go to hire somebody or to get hired by somebody. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, that still happens. Uh, but in the last two to three years, 
uh, LinkedIn has really evolved and matured as a as a platform and has really become a, a, a big content space and a big place where a lot of sharing, a lot of engaging, uh, a lot of networking is happening uh, in the business community. So I think especially if you're in the B2B space, that needs to be your main focus. You know, I, uh, even myself, who have been, you know, a, a, a devout uh, devotee of, of Facebook uh, and Facebook advertising, you know, I've, I've uh, made the shift in the last years to that, you know, if, if you're doing B2B campaigns, you're, you're your definite focus needs to be on LinkedIn and then Facebook second. Um, and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit, but I just wanted to make the point that as, as a platform in general, um, it's really, really a lot more uh, diverse and like I said, evolved uh, than it has from what we remember LinkedIn as being. It's just a place where you, you go and hawk your resume or, or find somebody else and talking their resume. So the really nice thing about it is you don't have to spend a lot of money to have great results on LinkedIn. Uh, you can spend zero money and have great results on LinkedIn. The reason is because when you're posting, and this goes back to what we were talking about a little bit before, especially if you're posting in volume and you're posting uh, really high val value uh, kinds of content, you can get great traction and people will see your posts, people will engage with your posts. Not only that, you may remember this from back in the day on Facebook, but when, when somebody likes your post, then other people will see that post in their newsfeed that, don't follow you at all. They just follow the person who liked your post or who or who commented on your post. And so that's a huge way that you can get seen by people who have no idea who you are, again, for free. It's just a matter of taking the time and the effort to go on there and create good content, and get it out there in a, in a high amount of volume. Uh, but it's, it's a lot like Facebook used to be back in the day where a business can make an organic post for free. And not only will all their followers see it, but a lot of other people who don't follow them may also see it. And so that's a huge win. Uh, they need more content on the platform. There are more eyeballs than there are content creators, which is the opposite on probably every other platform other than TikTok. So uh, TikTok is obviously way different than LinkedIn. Uh, but so that, that's a huge win. <laughs> so that's a huge win. Uh, the, and then on the paid side of it, in terms of what we can do with paid advertising, uh, we can get in such granular type of targeting that it will really blow your mind. Uh, you know, we can not only target uh, specific positions in different companies, uh, like you know, like we can on uh, Facebook. You know, I can target all the CFOs in Kansas City on Facebook, and we can do that on LinkedIn. But what I can do a little the stuff I can go farther on LinkedIn is I can target specific companies. I can target specific people at those companies. So let's say I wanted to target every insurance company in Kansas City. Well, I could individually target specific companies and I could individually target the decision maker at that company that I wanted to get in front of. So as you can see as a B2B salesperson that this is literally worth its weight in gold uh, because a lot of B2B salespeople will spend 360 or 365 days just trying to get in front of decision makers, right? That's literally the hardest part of the job. And so LinkedIn has created a much easier way uh, for us to do this. Now, of course, because you're going to have that access and access to very, you know, important and influential people, you're going to have to pay for it. So the cost to reach somebody on LinkedIn is generally a lot higher than it is on Facebook. But the quality of people that you're able to reach and the detail that you're able to get into uh, in terms of who you're going to reach is a lot more 
uh, refined and powerful. So for a lot of businesses, it makes a lot of sense to pay that extra amount in order to get the better uh, quality leads. It doesn't make sense for everybody. Uh, and LinkedIn certainly isn't just, hey, I'm doing B2B, I need to, I need to automatically be on LinkedIn. Uh, there are some exceptions to that, especially with budget. But I think for the vast majority of us, uh, it's where we need to be and where we need to go when we're doing B2B sales. Uh, and not only, not, it's not just B2B, you know, they're obviously, you know, everybody who owns a business and who's in business is also a consumer. So it's not that you can't find consumers there, uh, but it is, it is certainly much, the, by far the most powerful platform for reaching B2B people. Uh, and then one other quick note I'll, I'll say about it is uh, once you dig into marketing on LinkedIn a little bit, you'll probably quickly find, and, and especially if you put in your profile that you're a, a business owner or any kind of decision maker, you'll quickly be hit up by uh, just a vast amount of automation and uh, and people you know hitting you up, wanting to give you offers, wanting to buy you lunch, wanting to, uh, you know, basically wanting, wanting your time and attention to have the, a sales pitch. And so there's a lot of automated programs that uh, people are using on LinkedIn. Uh, not to say they don't work, because certainly they do. I think it's just way over flooded right now and that you're going to have much more success if you are the one out of 50, you know, that's actually taking the time to reach out to people organically, you know, find out a little bit about them, have a valid business reason when you reach out to them, have a personal, you know, connection uh, and have a real you know, valid way that you can help them. And that's why you want to schedule a meeting with them uh, because you know, somebody like me, I get 20 of them in my inbox every single day. And I, I just delete them at this point because I know that, you know, I actually almost deleted a friend <laughs> a couple of weeks ago that had reached out to me to ask a question on LinkedIn because I was just going, delete, delete, delete. I was like, oh, crap, I actually know that. That's actually a real person. Uh, and and so, so be a little cautious of that. And uh, I wouldn't, uh, I certainly wouldn't go down that path unless you had somebody who was really, really good at it that had a, a good proven track record of results. I think otherwise you're just better uh, not doing the automation and doing it organically. Awesome. Well, I think that was that was LinkedIn here. And I wasn't going to go this way, but it kind of makes sense now to, to grab this question sitting here. Um, kind of ties into what you were just talking about. So maybe we can just tack it on at the end of this conversation before moving on. Um, how do I choose which advertising platform is best for my business? So we've just gone over a whole slew of them and different ways of engaging people and posting regularly and paying and not paying and everything. But you know, when it boils down to it, especially if they're if we're talking about paid advertising, there's probably a fairly limited budget that you can put towards something and you you can't afford to and probably shouldn't be just putting all of your money on every platform and every tool that you can possibly use for advertising. So how does a business make that make that call? Well, that's a great question. Um, definitely one we get a lot. <laughs> so, but, but it's really important. And so it's, it's something that, you know, I think we need to continually talk about. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it from the organic side, you know, separately and then the paid side. Um, you know, the answer is, 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 is testing. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the simple answer. Uh, the more complicated answer is, you know, the first question you really have to, you have to ask and you have to understand is who's my audience, you know, which we talked about a little bit before. Um, and, and you really need to do a deep dive on that. And then you have to figure out where is the, my audience? 
And there's a good chance that it's going to be over a cross section of three, four, maybe even more platforms. And so then you have to narrow that down of, where, of, of all of these possible solutions, where is my strongest chance of reaching my audience? Uh, and then, you know, what is my ability to reach them? You know, so if my, uh, if my audience is clearly on Facebook, but I have no budget to reach anybody on Facebook with Facebook ads, well, then maybe actually Facebook isn't my best option because maybe there's maybe I can reach my audience on another platform organically and actually reach them where it's going to be difficult to do that on Facebook. So the answer may not necessarily be where's my largest audience, which I think is where a lot of us go first is where can I find the most people? Um, and this is just more of a comment on advertising in general. I think reach is overrated. Um, you know, and, and we, I, I've been guilty of this myself, you know, uh, you know saying, oh, well, we, we can reach 70,000 people or we can reach 100,000 people, you know, but how many do you need in your business to be successful? The vast majority of businesses, if they got 70,000 new customers would close and they'd, you know, they, they'd be ruined, right? You know, they need seven new customers or 70 new customers, right? Uh, and so reach is overrated. It's really about where can I create the most impact and the most frequency within my audience for you know the least amount of resistance or sometimes the least amount of money, uh, you know, depending on what we're looking at. So, so that's that's something that we really have to take into account. But this whole game of advertising and marketing is just hacking attention. So what we're really trying to figure it out is where can I get the most attention with the least amount of resistance. And when we're, when we're doing organic, the nice thing is, is that we can test for free, right? Now, I wouldn't go and just start testing seven platforms though, because again, like we talked about on, on with the, I think it was the first question of the show is how much should I be uh, posting more, right? So if you start posting on a bunch of platforms, you're obviously going to be, you know, straining yourself a little bit too thin over all those platforms. So I would try choosing one platform at first, only one and try to post, post as much as you can to that, and then try to contextualize off of those posts to the next platform that you think is, is the second best. Um, and like I said, with uh, you can do a little bit more since you're not paying for this, and you can maybe test the platforms a little bit easier and faster than you would if we're doing paid, which I'll, I'll get into now. now. So now if we're talking about paid advertising, then I would definitely only choose one platform and I would stick with that platform until I really knew that that wasn't the platform for me. And so what I mean by that is that would be a lot of testing. And it would be testing a lot of different kinds of content. Because generally, if something's not working, if something's not uh, producing results, or it's a campaign's not going like we want it to, it's not, it's not that we're talking to the wrong people. It's that we're saying the wrong thing. You know, and I know Miles has heard me say this a million times, but it bears repeating, you know, I'd rather say the wrong thing to the right people than you know, say the right thing to the wrong person. And so I, I really want to be focused on how many different kinds of content have I tested on this platform before I go to another one. And the, here's the good news, because that may sound like it's really hard. <laughs> the good news is, you know, it's not. Uh, you can spend $5 a day on Facebook and you can test things. And you can spend $5 a day on LinkedIn maybe 15 and you can test things and you can spend five dollars a day you know on instagram and you can test things and so what i mean by that is you can have 
a different picture, a different copy point, a different ad set. And you can be testing all of these different things on your platform for crazy, you know, te terrible, <laughs> uh, least amount of money you've ever thought of, right? I mean, we're talking about literally take 50 bucks and I could find out if something's going to work or not. So that's what I would do is I would really do a deep dive on the best platform that I could possibly do, but I would test dozens of different things on that platform. And if I still didn't get any traction, then I would go to my second, my second uh, choice there. So hopefully that answers the question, but uh, it's, it's a really important question and it starts with understanding your audience, understanding how can I hack that attention and then what, what's going to work? What's my content tilt? And, and I need to test things quickly in order to find out what works and then double down on that. I'll just add one thing to that answer before moving on to this next question here. Um, and that is something I've heard you say before, but I know it's something that we have to remind people on a lot is that you, know, you have to give things proper time in order to test them out properly. I feel like a lot of people, um, especially when it comes to social media, we're kind of trained to have no attention span at all. It's all real fast. And if something doesn't work in five minutes, then you're ready to move on. Um, a lot of these things, uh, when it comes to these kinds of campaigns and you're testing different kinds of things, um, sometimes it does take a little bit of time, whether that you're just waiting for the algorithms to pick something up properly, uh, for the system to really learn what you're doing, for uh, you know some con kind of content to gain traction, for people to see it, whatever it is, these things can take a little bit of time. So uh, just because something doesn't work immediately doesn't mean it's not working for you necessarily. So if you are starting to run something, you're just trying to do some tests here up front, um, you're testing out different platforms, different types of content, make sure to allot enough time per test to make sure that something is is actually working and you're not just running away from a gold mine because it didn't work on the first day. Great um, point, Miles. Let, let, me, let me jump back in there though. Yeah, Great point, I'm glad you brought that up, okay. Yes, um, but I, I want to divide that a little bit in macro and micro. You know, so on, on the macro side of it, like if I'm if I'm going to test Facebook, yeah, that's not like I'm going to spend fifty dollars, then I'm going to go off and test Facebook. But if I just want to see if one picture works on Facebook, then maybe that is a micro test, and I'm just going to spend fifty dollars on that picture. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to switch to another picture. But it's not like I'm bailing out of Facebook or I'm completely you know, going back to the drawing board on the campaign. And that goes back to volume. You know, that goes back to having enough, uh, you know, rods, you know, in the in the water that you're you're bound to catch some. Right. And and so and so that that's really the important part of of, of testing. And that's really why, you know, I do encourage people to you know, either hire somebody to show you how to do this or hire somebody to do it for you. you don't have to hire us, but, you know, you can uh, waste a lot of money, <laughs> you know, just just testing things and not really knowing uh, how how to do that process, because it is it's, it's a complicated process. And even for me, somebody who does this every day. It, every single day, I'll have a, you know, a questionable call there of like, hey, do I run this for another day to run this for another week? Or do we cut ties and we do do something else? I mean, like those are difficult answers, uh, even for a, a trained professional to sometimes be able to quickly say yes. You know, this is black and white because sometimes it's not. Uh, but yeah, you have to be you have to be able to give it long enough to know, but you also can't be uh, 
so blinded, you know, that you just, oh, well, you know, eventually, you know, it's, you know, it's going to work, you know, as well. Because I've, I've seen people fall into that trap. You know, ego is, is a terrible <laughs> decision maker, you know, you know. And so I, I usually go into, you know, go into a campaign wanting that's where volume is. You know, it's like I want to have a certain amount of volume because I know that I didn't hit it out of the park. You know, I didn't hit a double on every pitch they threw me. Right. There's going to be a few that slide in there for a strike. And and so I want to make sure that we figure out what is going to work and what's not going to work really quickly and then get rid of the stuff that's that's not going to work and double down on the stuff that is going to work. And so that's where the kind of the micro massaging comes into play. But definitely uh, leave that kind of headaches to a trained professional. <laughs> and and uh, and, you know, as a business owner or a manager of a company, yeah, you should be looking at all of your campaigns in a long term uh, uh, format. I tell people don't even look at things, you know, until three months into it. Uh, in terms of the data that you're getting back. But of course, whoever's running the campaign is looking at stuff, you know, three times a day. So a little, little bit of a behind the curtain explanation there. No, I think that's good. Uh, we've got another question here. Um, what are the essential things that you need to know about posting effective videos? Uh, so I guess it, it kind of means, it depends on what you mean by effective. Uh, so videos have a lot of context. Obviously, they're a really great uh, piece of content that you can get out there, very engaging. People love video in general, um, but you know, there's a, a different kind of video that you want to post to Facebook, then you want to post to LinkedIn, then you want to you know, post on the homepage of your website, or um, you know, are, are you really trying to climb search rankings? Are you trying to drive engagement? Or are you just trying to sell something right off the bat? Uh, is this part of a marketing campaign? Because all of these videos are going to have vastly different goals. Um, across the board, I can say that um, videos are highly effective. Um, different kinds of social platforms and algorithms all really love videos. Uh, so they're going to prioritize them higher. You're probably going to reach more people on, say, Facebook if you post a video versus a, a novel a post or something. It's just a bunch of text. Um, even if it's the exact same content, uh, if it's the same content, you know, you're just writing the transcription of the video, the video is always going to do better. Uh, that applies to search engines as well. Search engines love to see videos. So if you can get a video on the home page of your website, um, then search engines love to see that. Um, if you can get one uploaded to uh, you know, your, your Google My Business or something, then uh, you know, people love to see the videos there. So across the board, algorithms and platforms like videos. Um, again, you're asking about effective videos, so maybe uh, you can expand on exactly what you're trying to do here, but it totally depends on in what context you're posting these videos and what you're trying to do with them. Um, I, I can tell you what not to do. Um, this is another one where us perfectionists really fail um, on videos. Uh, you know, it's 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 really difficult to put out TV quality, production quality, 4K video all the time that's highly produced and perfectly recorded with no issues in there and you've got exactly the right script and you read through it perfectly on the first time. Like that's, It's incredibly difficult to produce that kind of video um, with any kind of frequency. So bring that bar down a little bit. Don't just put out a bunch of low quality video or anything, but uh, bring down that volume, that, that 
uh, that bar for yourself a little bit. If you stutter a little bit, like you just like I just did, if you say the wrong thing, it's okay. Jump back in there. If you don't have the best camera in the world, that's fine. If you're just using your phone camera, that's fine. Um, make sure that you've got some good audio in there. People can understand you, um, and you know, get the get the best video you can. But don't let production quality stop you from creating video content and putting it out there. I think that's going to be my my big tip here on video. I'm happy to hear you say that, Miles. As a as a covering perfectionist, I think I think that was a big step. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on myself. I'm growing. Yes, you are. You're growing right before our eyes. My goodness. This has been a this has been an impactful show today. Oh uh, yeah, that that was some good advice. I'll 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 take a little stab at just giving some general uh, things that I like to see in a video if we're talking about posting on social media. Um, you know, obviously, attention span is at an all-time low, <laughs> you know, um, in our society. Um, we can lament on that, but it is what it is. And so you really have to capture their attention off the bat. You know, I mean, we used to say, you had seven seconds and then I think it was five and then it was three and now it's probably down to a blank, you know, but, uh, and it also depends on the audience that you're looking for. Uh, but you know, next time you're in a public place, which I know we're not, we're not usually in these days, you know, find a college student or somebody, you know, younger than us and watch how they consume social media when they're on their phone. I mean, they are literally, they are scrolling at the speed of light. You know, and so uh, make sure you put something in the very beginning of your video that is going to capture somebody's attention. Uh, you know, that that is the biggest thing that I, I would say that we all need to do a better job of. Um, and I, I mentioned surprising the broca uh, earlier. Uh, that's a that's a term uh, that comes from Roy Williams, the Wizard of Ads, uh, that he talked about 30 years ago. Uh, we're talking about how to how to write great radio commercials. You know, it's at the very beginning of the commercial. You do something that twists the brain, that surprises them. They're not expecting, and then it it opens up the the broca as the frontal lobe of the brain, which where expectations are are uh, are kept. And so you trick it. And so what that does is then that triggers the rest of the brain to go, huh, what's going on here? And you pay a little bit closer attention than you would uh, if you hadn't had that that if you just got what you were expecting, right? And so that's that's a little bit of a, a trick to the trade that I think is uh, paramount in these days of extreme short attention spans, you know, five, 50 different uh, platforms, 10 different devices in the home. You know, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, you, we're, we're very, very distracted. And so uh, that that I think is key in the video itself. Uh, I would always put captions on the video uh, because a lot of times we're not scrolling with our sound on. So, and, 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 and just like that first image is really important, that establishing shot, so is that first piece of the script. You know, we want that first piece of the script to describe what is the cons end consumer getting out of this. You know, that, that's got to be at, at the head of your, uh, of your message. And, uh, and then I really believe in breaking the third wall uh, to use an old film term, which just means to, you know, come out directly and talk to somebody. You know, Miles was talking about, you know, don't don't uh, be trying to uh, shoot a television commercial. I, even if I shot a television commercial, I wouldn't put it on social media. It's not social. 
you know, I'd rather, I'd rather have some, I'd rather have somebody talking to me casually, uh, face to face than, uh, you know, than a, a sterile kind of top down, uh, feeling that you get from a lot of, uh, television commercials. So yeah, I, I think talking into the camera, uh, and posting something is, is great. I don't think you really need to overthink it much more than that, other than what am I going to say? And then the other thing that's really important is having that copy in the body of the post and those first, that first line or two being something really, really important that's going to catch somebody's eye and make them stop and want to watch that video. Uh, and the same thing if you're running this video as an ad, that the headline and the bottom of the portion of the ad, there's something really, really eye catching, something really, really valuable there that's going to make somebody stop because that's what I do whenever I'm creating an ad or I'm creating a video is I just imagine that that 19 year old sitting in the coffee shop, just like, you know, scrolling so hard they're about to set their phone on fire and give themselves a blister. Uh, and I think, how can we make them stop and watch this? So uh, that, that that's kind of my thought process when I'm trying to make video content. Yeah, and I'll put out. I'll, I'll throw in one final point here. Is it uh, with your follow up here? It sounds like we're probably looking for one on social media and two looking for engagement. Um, and this may be a little self serving as we're doing this currently, but live videos. We've talked about this mm -hmm. before, but um, the algorithms and the social platforms all love right off the bat. You're going to get more engagement. Uh, you're going to get more views, people seeing this much more because it is a live video. This, this, your video is going to be served up to a higher volume of people. So right there off the bat, you're, you're winning and getting more likelihood of getting more engagement. On top of that, it comes with a couple of other pluses. Um, it gives you that little red live thing at the top. People tend to stop scrolling for that. People like this live thing. It's something a little bit different. It's eye-catching. Um, and then also, uh, depending on the platform you're on, obviously, but on, on Facebook, at the very least, it sends out notifications to those who follow you, who are following your your event or your, your live thing, if it's been scheduled. Uh, they'll actually get a notification. It buzzes in their pocket and says, hey, Jeff's about to go live or you know, while wow, my web solution is about to go live with Ask Wildman. So uh, you are just right there. You're, you're amping up your engagement level before you even start. And then if you use some of those other ideas that we were talking about in creating video, uh, making it engaging right off the top, uh, you know, really creating good con uh, content, being regular about it, all of these different things, then uh, you're really going to see that a massive engagement or a massive improvement in your engagement when it comes to videos, just leveraging that live video function. Yeah, great point, Miles. I'm just going to add one other thing in here. And I probably got to hop off here. But before I do, I need something from Mr. Fry. In the comments, I need your pick for the U.S. Open and what the winning score will be, sir. <laughs> all right. Uh, so here's a, here's a hack that I use all the time when we're you when we're using uh, videos where it's just somebody talking directly into the camera. Is and th and this really works when you when you're going after a specific audience. And so a lot of times I'll, I'll do this on paid ads and we'll create, we'll, we'll shoot the, the, uh, you know, 30 second, a minute long, whatever, uh, body of the message. And then we'll reshoot five times, times a dozen intros and the intro just calls out whoever you're trying to get to watch the video. So if I'm trying to get dentists, if I'm doing a B2B dentist ad, 
then the first part of the video is me coming on and saying, hey, dentists in Omaha. And that ad is being sent to dentists in Omaha. Then the next one is, hey, dentists in Kansas City, did you know? And that ad is being sent to dentists in Kansas City. Hey, dentists in Wichita, how about this? You see, and so you're calling out the person almost by name, you know? Uh, but obviously that's a little bit more difficult. So you're just basically calling out their profession or whoever you think that category of people is. You know, for you, Jeff, hey, libertarians in Kansas or hey, liberty lovers in the Midwest, you know, whatever it is. And that's going to stop them, hopefully, and say, hey, this is a message for me. This is about me. And then it's just up to you in the next seven seconds to give them some value. And so they don't pop out and say, this isn't, this isn't a value. And then, yeah, the thing about the live video, 100%, just want to piggyback on that. What Miles was saying, uh, except one other thing, is when you're doing live, my advice about putting all the important stuff at the very beginning is actually not going to work well for you uh, because you get more followers, you know, the longer that the that the live stream is going. So sometimes when you start a live stream, you actually maybe want a little bit of an introduction there that it's not just, hey, here's the most important message that I'm going to give you in my hour-long talk, or at least you want to follow that message up several times again uh, throughout the uh, the show or the live stream. So, okay, DJ one under. That is an aggressive call, sir. That's an aggressive call. I got I got JT at four over. So I don't think anyone's going low. But if anyone's going low, it's probably DJ. So I, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna... good stuff. I'm going to pretend I know what you guys are talking about over there. All right. Fun yep. stuff. Well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, hopefully we covered a couple of uh, important things there. I, I think we had a couple of good questions. Jeff, thanks for your, uh, thanks for your questions as always. Um, make sure to check back with us next week. We're doing this every week, Wednesdays at 11, live streaming to our Facebook page as well as now our YouTube channel. So if you are more of a YouTube goer, then uh, jump over there and follow us at Wildman Web. Uh, and uh, feel free to, to put your questions in the comments. We'll try to get to them as soon as possible. Or you can email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com um, and we'll feature your question next week. Mike, thank you very much. Yes, thanks for having me, Miles. Thanks for not pushing that old X button. I know you had your finger on it a few times and keeping me on with you. But <laughs> not yet. Seriously, uh, thanks for the questions, Jeff. Thanks, everybody uh, who watched. And everybody have a prosperous and safe week. We'll see you next time. All right, that is it from us. Thank you very much. See you next Wednesday at 11. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. <laughs>